everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Sivatello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. Housekeeping and matter too, before we get this train rolling, this podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a show. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But no matter how you check the show out, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review on iTunes. Helps the show get found by more awesome people so that you can continue watching the show too. Um, But with all that out of the way, our awesome guest today, who's actually returning to the show, is Robin Cantor from Newark Trade. Robin, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, everybody. Good hey. So glad you're here. Hi. Happy <laughs> to be here. Thank Sorry. you. All right. So today's icebreaker is what are you currently binging? And I will go first. I love a really good, smart 20-minute comedy. You know, it used to be a half-hour comedy back when we weren't binging online and there were commercials, but now it's like a 20 minute comedy, right? 22 minutes, give or take. And I'm currently binging two that are shockingly good. So the first one is Superstore, which is basically like, what if you dropped a camera crew into a Walmart? It is so funny. And the other one is brand new. It's the 90s show or that 90s show, which is a spinoff from that 70s show. It's it's um, Eric and Donna's daughter, Leia, best character name since star wars maybe <laughs> goes to stay with her grandparents red and kitty foreman for the summer in wisconsin it i'm like three episodes in it is adorable and hilarious and so fun i could never watch that 70s show i i tried for like 10 minutes in the beginning and i i just couldn't do it because i i might have said this on the show if we've talked about that 70s show before but the the red guy the the um who's in that 90s yeah. show too yeah i can't Ford. accept him as like a good person like a good comedic <laughs> character because he's so evil in robocop and he does such a good job of playing an evil character in robocop that i can't see him as anything else he's like too much of a scumbag i'm like i can't like this guy in wow. anything he's done like it's you know i had that same experience with david strapham in dolores claiborne i can't watch him in anything since I saw that movie because he was so bad. Yeah. Anyway, Robert, yeah. what are you benching? Well, I have been, I did start, I came late to the game of like television binging. And now I'm like binging like old TV series mostly, but not the ones you have. I haven't even heard of those, but like I went through the whole series of Lucifer, which I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Nice. That one made me laugh a lot. And I love those big musical numbers, which were great. And yeah. I didn't expect to be that that on there at all. Um, I loved How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis, which is like so powerful. Went through so many things I never expected to see in a show like that. And the one more recently that I liked was um, I've been watching White Lotus, and especially the one in Italy. It was so gorgeous. It made me want to go to Italy. Like, yeah. So the and, reason, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No, and the other one that I really enjoyed was Wednesday. 
Yeah, a big fan. You're like, I don't binge TV, but let me tell you about like all these things. (laughs) Yeah. So Wednesday, I like because that's about a. I mean, that was done by a New Jersey artist, a New Jersey guy. So to me, I always think of that as Westfield, and yeah, he Charles Adam was from. uh, He was from group. Oh, the Adams family. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I thought that that um, Wednesday was great. Yeah, fantastic. It was. So the reason I haven't done White Lotus yet is because somebody told me that it's like a thriller, like borderline scary. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's dark. Some of it is dark, but you know what? It was done so beautifully that I just, I mean, it doesn't, sometimes you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no, you know, that kind of thing. But it was like, it was definitely worth it. And I'm really looking forward to the next one. So I'll never really understand Kate's like complete aversion to anything scary. <laughs> like, like the complete line in the sand she draws. Like, you know, it's television, right? Like it's yeah. it's all like somebody wrote it and then somebody else like acted it. Like there are no such thing as like zombies and werewolves and you know, like <laughs> I can't explain it. I really, okay. really, really wish I could explain it. All I know is that when I watch scary things that cross that invisible line. My sure. dreams are so stressful. I okay. I, I wake up afraid. It's bad. Okay. I mean, wow. not afraid, but stressed. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of find that um, if it's something really, like some of the horror movies, I really don't even want to watch because I feel like I've got X amount of time and I don't want to put my time into that. There were yeah. other things that I'm going to. So that's that, where I kind of like make my, how I make my decisions. That's understandable. That's like all the way, like horror yeah. movies are like all the way over on the spectrum. But Kate, mm-hmm. like, will not watch anything remotely scary, even if it's like a great show that, you know, like, like we're talking about the White Lotus, you know, like. Mm. I tried. In fact, um, Brian, Brian talked to me about um, what's the show on HBO with the mushroom zombies? The, the Last, Last of, of Us. Us. Yeah. I got through the one and a half episode and okay. it just got to be too tense. As uh, I watched them like wander through Boston, knowing that they could be attacked at any moment by these mushroom zombies. And I'm like, <laughs> I just don't think I can do it. I just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't watched The Last of Us yet. I, I you know, I, the video game is very good. Um, the, the one common theme in zombie movies is that zombies are not scary. Humans are scary. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what you get out of all of them. Like, um, I don't know if that's the message in The Last of Us because honestly, I haven't beaten the game yet either. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you like that's that's the idea. Like zombies I, are not scary. I need to humans ruminate. are terrifying. I need to ruminate on that. Thank yeah. you. What what are you binging, Ben? Um. Okay. So I I haven't really like been binging much of anything since the last time we did this show. But I I can tell you that we started watching and we watched all three of them back to back to back. Um, they they brought back Night Court. I, I don't know if either one of yes! you has ever heard of Night Court. Oh my um, God, yes. Yeah. So Tara, my wife, was a big fan of Night Court back in the day. I had never Same. heard of it until I met her. Um, but then, like, they said they were bringing it back. So we we missed, a, I guess, a few of them because there were three of them built up when by the time we sat down and we watched them all. What platform is that on? It's... Not really on any. Well, okay, so I, I guess it's on Peacock, which um, we don't have. Um, we wound well, up. Hulu allows you to record shows if you have like the live TV subscription. Ooh. So we recorded. You know the. I knew what was coming up, so I hit record on that, and then it took us a few weeks to get to it. That's amazing. I loved yeah. Night Court when I was. Yeah. I, I guess it was the eighties. 
it would have to have been either the late 80s or early yeah, 90s somewhere in that yeah yeah i loved that show i just don't know that there was enough nostalgia around night court to do a reboot <laughs> it's it Probably feels not. a little forced um yeah. melissa roch who was bernadette in the big bang theory is the star and as you mentioned john larroquette stars alongside her and it it sometimes feels a little forced because she's playing the daughter of um harry who was the the judge in the old one um mm-hmm. and it's just like really you know like it, you couldn't just have like somebody come in and be it had to be the daughter you know fulfilling the legacy of like a night court ju- i don't know like, yeah that does it, um, seem a little yeah aww. i don't know that this is going to get picked up for a season two but it, it wasn't bad we we watched the three of them and we didn't feel like we needed to turn it off or anything like that that's so, good yeah yeah but there really is no good transition from you know night court judge to newark trade so i'm just gonna say robin tell us uh, you know for those that didn't watch our previous episode tell us a little about newark trade and what you do for it well actually we've been members or this business has been for probably close to 60 years because this year is our 85th anniversary being in business which is pretty incredible now First of all, thank you for that. I want to yeah. I want to say when you were here last time, I want to say you brought the original membership application. With I you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I might even still have it somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So we're, we've been around. And so it is the grandson of the original owner, founder, and he's now the president. He, you know, and we kind of watched the, the business went through a bunch of different um versions of themselves because where our, our legal name is actually newark trade typographers in the beginning we started out doing um it's called linotype which was the hot metal type back in the day when the guys had those little like garters around their sleeves and the visors hmm. they would like type out all the stuff and it would they would make it would be set in hot lead like we poured into these molds and then eventually that would be what they would print from but after a whole page was made and used they would melt it down and reuse it again so it was very echo friendly really when you're looking back at it except for the fact that i'm sure dealing with hot lead was not the most pleasant thing to be around (laughs) but that's what they started out with and we worked when people say they put their blood sweat and tears into a publication just know that they used to actually do it right (laughs) And so we we used to have uh, two different shifts and one shift would be during the the, like the days. And then at night, what we would do at the end of the afternoon is we would go around to the ad agencies, pick up the the spec type. They would write down what font they wanted, all that stuff. And then the, the typed out or handwritten lettering and then we would pick all that up set it up into the repros they were called the, the and they get it on paper sometimes on tracing paper so they could put it in their design and so they, that would be done overnight and in the morning when they get back there'd be something like a milk box or there might be a shoot they would get the type they paste it up it was much easier for the designers back then you know they could say what they wanted i want times roman or whatever it was and what size and then we would or this company here would take all that stuff put it together and deliver it the next day and start all over again the next day so the designers would be working during the day with all this so that lasted for quite a while but then once 
uh, desktop publishing came in, they there wasn't as much of a need for that anymore. I mean, there was other kinds of type in the middle between that, but um, the memory was not the same. I mean, I remember myself, I had my first job was, I worked with something that was called CompuGraphic and we could only do one line of, at a time. And then if you missed it, it was gone. And then you would have to paste it up and it was it was nerve wracking to say the least. And, and things of course have like gotten so much better. If you've got a machine there, first of all, you know, anything that it's going to be able to say, okay, you spelled this wrong and they highlight it like Microsoft Word does that. Um, so things have changed. So now when, when this owner started um, doing the, what, you know, what started out as our version of typesetting, he also got into uh, printing and design. And the design team is terrific. And we have been entering, I've been working with them now for almost 14 years. And we've been winning design awards like crazy, which is what got me involved with the New Jersey Advertising Club, of which I was the president for two years, which I've got another six months. And then I'm going to be, I won't be immediate past president anymore. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so that was my little thing. But it was uh I, I actually did it over the pandemic was when I was working uh, for the ad club, but they're still a ter terrific group and it is uh, covers the whole state and there's a lot of really, really good art in and design in New Jersey. So that's why I like doing that. But anyway, what does the get club back do? To, well, the club does, I mean, we do um, honors such as, uh, matter of fact, the owner of, of Newark Trade just uh, was inducted into the Advertising Hall of Fame. So that's mm -hmm. one thing they've been doing for probably over 40 years. So that where they, it, they're not just, say, art directors, but they could be somebody like, we had somebody from one of the ShopRites who was doing a lot of they're helping them get the stuff together. And they ended up because they spent so much time with design um, and that kind of stuff that they ended up winning an award or somebody, you also have to be somebody that uh, does a lot of good work. So like matter of fact, the owner here, we he's been working with the Museum of Printing in Massachusetts, which yes, there is something like that. They have, and some of our old equipment, we donated to them. So if somebody is into that kind of stuff, they can go see it there. So uh, there, a lot of it comes into it. People that were involved with the group many years ago. I'm bad. I would say there's at least seventy past honorees that have that have been uh, inducted. And so that one was kind of fun. We also do every year we do a show called the Jersey Awards, which kind of celebrates the great talent that we have here in New Jersey. Awesome. So, so cool. um, and there's like I said, I mean. The stuff is every bit as good as any other metropolitan area, but we've got the whole state to to get it from. And uh, sure. companies that do some have their own art department, some are ad agencies. You know, we we're a printing company that does design, and then some of the other uh, people. We it's not just all printing now, but now we have things you get awards for websites and uh, all different kinds of virtual um, design. You know, the, yeah. whatever that could be. So it's um it's a good group, and then we also offer a lot of like uh, webinars on topics like what people that are freelance artists need to know about what's happening in the tax uh, the tax codes that are changing because there are things yeah. that a lot of us wouldn't even know otherwise. 
Um, we're going, we've got one coming up. Uh, one of our big sponsors is, has been Outfront. They're going to tell us about why we may want to start looking at billboards because we haven't done that before. So there's a lot of different topics we can cover with those educational uh, webinars and seminars, which we're going to start hopefully doing more in person. And we, we matter of fact, when we were in lockdown, we worked with uh, uh, the Connecticut uh, art directors. So we kind of get together with other ones too to, hmm. to pull our talent, and it's uh, it's been very interesting. So, but anyway, we we the printing is we were there through the whole. Um, we were in, considered an essential service, so we worked throughout because we ended up printing things like posters. We do large format printing and window and wall graphics, so that uh, the stickers that would say, you know, wear a mask before you go in, we could do all okay. those. I was going to ask how graphic design and printing wound up being an essential service, but I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and print just all kinds of things that need to get printed. Some things are still going to come through the mail. You know, uh -huh. we're still uh, printing all of that. You know, stuff too. So it it's been interesting. I mean, my I'm in the more of the sales end, so there were a couple months where I worked from home, and then I would also come in to work with the people that were actually doing the printing. So. It's uh, definitely been, it was challenging for quite a while and it's getting back to a little more normal now, which is nice. Sure. Thank God. Yeah. So I, I just did a quick um, search in our system and Newark Trade joined NJBIA in February of 1960. So as wow. of day after tomorrow, exactly 63 years. Isn't that That's incredible? Amazing. Yeah. 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 So as you were talking about the technology, um, I know that it has changed incredibly since the beginning, but um, I just wonder how many projects you have going simultaneously now versus how many you could have had going simultaneously back then. And I know that there are pros and cons with technology, but I have to assume growth is a, is a huge factor and just technology would allow you to have so many more, right? right? Yeah, we yeah. do quite a uh, quite a few different things. And like met, met, matter of fact, I brought up one of my business cards, which yeah, nice. you can see, because this has what it has is a, a QR code. And so we're constantly putting these on things that we print because what I like about having this on my card is that if I hand it to somebody, take a picture with your uh, with your cell phone and it reads it and basically all my contact information is immediately loaded into your phone so you don't have to sit there and copy everything in like you used to with a mm -hmm. business card mm -hmm. so um and if i don't know how, how our time is going but if we have if a minute i just this thing i i whoops my little card again i know it's kind of it's, it's kind of weird because it's blurring because of yeah. the yeah but anyway it um it has a, we like the hummingbirds because they have such great colors on them, but oh, there, you can see it better from back here. Yeah. But um, because it's a different shape, most people always think of the business card as just being a two by three and a half little rectangle. But um, nowadays, especially where people are coming back out and a lot of people weren't using any business card for a couple of years. And so now they are. And I took a, a, a golf clinic at a, one of those big superstores uh, out on Route 10 near us. And they they also sell, this was golf supplies because I was taking a golf clinic. And I said to the guy there, I'm short, I'm five feet tall. I need a petite set of golf clubs. And they used to have them years ago, but like they, when people started cutting down what they were, the merchandise that was coming in, there weren't any. And I said to one guy that worked there, 
I really need a set new set of golf clubs. I had one that was a really almost like amateur set. And so he took my card and like, I don't know, like a month or six weeks later, I got a call from him. He said, I remembered your card. So I saved it. And he said, we got one petite set in. And he said, I'm going to hold it for you. And I went in to look at it and it was great. It was just what I was looking for. It wasn't the really junky set. It wasn't the really super expensive. It was kind of in the middle. And so I kind of feel like it wasn't for my business card. I might not have ever gotten that set. So it was really kind of nice that a little thing like having a business card that was memorable made the difference. That's the so, note to everyone at home. Do you have a business card right. that could get you a golf club set? <laughs> Maybe and, not. Maybe right. not. Maybe yeah. you need to call Newark Trade. Okay, but I think I think there's a fine line between memorable and um, I don't want to use a pejorative, but um, annoying. So like the the business cards that are that are like a wonky shape or that have the gloss on the back so that you can't make notes, right. or like mm -hmm. I totally agree with you that a business card should be memorable, but memorable for the right reasons, right? Mm -hmm. All right. No, I mean, I'm with you because I actually take every I've got stacks of business cards here on on my desk and I make notes on them for me of just where I met the person. Yes. And if I can't write it on there, I'm probably not even going to keep the card because it's just I can't do anything with it. So that's why I don't like shiny on both sides. You want right. to be to me, you want to be able to write a note. I mean, yep. and then the thing is, if it's a different shape. That, but I mean, I have had I had one guy that I gave this thing this card to, and he said it's too big; it doesn't fit in my wallet. And he yeah. folded it in half, and he said, "See," and I, you know, it's like, look, that's up to you. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. But you know what? You did. Who keeps that. other people's business cards in their wallet? <laughs> exactly. That's true too. <laughs> like I'm going to yeah. walk around and just pull out Kate's business card one day. Be like, I have one that somebody gave me that's an oval, but you know what? It still fits in the same yeah. pages. So it, it works, you know? So I guess as you long know, as it's the same width, you could still right. put it into one of those yeah. things and it would just take up the space above it too. You know, like right. it just and wouldn't thing, be like totally in, you know? Right. Like I you said, but also with, <laughs> with a QR code, you can still, Take the picture of I mean, too, with, and then you've got all the information and that's really where it's going to be. So then when later on you need it, you can say, wait, I remember. I'm not sure about the name, but I'll remember something about it. And then you can find it from there. So. You know what? The, I, I was having lunch with somebody once, an older guy, and he said to me that he had just learned that the most memorable business card is money. And I said, that doesn't, how would you, that doesn't make any sense. And he pulled out a $2 bill. And he handed me a $2 bill. Remember when $2 uh -huh. bills were a thing? And he was right. I've never, ever, ever forgotten that guy. Ever. And I carry that $2 bill in my wallet. And it has like his contact info on it or whatever? No, it had nothing. But I didn't need anything. I remembered him. <laughs> I still remember. And this was like 20 okay. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, there were lots of ways. I mean, I, am, I remember somebody that we once did one for that actually it was on a really thin veneer of wood. And he was a carpenter. <gasps> That's so yeah. cool. You know, there are so many other things you can do now. And of course, I'm, I happen to love paper, so I'm very tactile. So yeah. I will, I like the way it feels. Mm -hmm. So there is a coating you can put on the cards now that's called soft touch. And it feels almost like velvet. 
-hmm. And it's like, you pick it up and it's like, oh, this feels so nice. And then you look at it. And so that's part of what you remember. Yeah. Or it could be, I remember the one of the ones that I, I got years ago, it was almost like a little sculpture. And when you open it up, there was a little table that had been die cut into it. So I always remember this, this woman is a decorator and she can, you can get the table from her. And so cool. there were different, yeah. you know, there were just so many different things you can do. And, and, and so if you want something memorable, you can do yeah. we'd love to find you find something, but now I think that that's one of the things that really is helping when people are seeing you again. You know, it does make a difference. So, agree. I truly will never, ever, ever understand the people who don't do business cards. Like you, you go to an event, and you're and you strike up a conversation, and you have a nice connection, and you want to trade cards so that you can do a follow up. And they're like, "Oh, I don't, I don't do cards anymore." Like how? <laughs> Oh, so then you give them your card and you pray that they get in touch, but right. <laughs> it's so it's maddening. And, you know, the next best thing is you can try to find them on LinkedIn, you know, there and then in that moment. But if they don't connect back, it's just it's maddening. Do you yeah. remember? I, I think Betty was the one that taught me this. There's like a feature within LinkedIn yes. and I haven't been able to find it since that you can just turn on at a networking event and it tells everybody at the event, Vinny's here, by all means, connect with him. So that like, yeah, it only works when, when the other people turn it on as well. Like if you're uh, in the, in a group of people, you all turn it on at the same time and then you connect with each other in the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess, stuff. okay, wait, wait, is that in the app somewhere? Cause yeah. I have the, I've been using the website and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's in the app. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. It's very huh. cool. That, that's a, that's a little like pro tip for everybody out there. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I think we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to play a game. Okay, welcome back. And now it is time for our lightning round, which today is brought to us by Davison, Eastman, Munoz, and Payone. Robin, are you ready? I'm going to try. <laughs> what is... <laughs> yeah, don't... I was don't say, there's no hard-hitting questions here, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> there is no try. Not to channel Yoda, but there is no try. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Favorite pizza topping? For me, it's a tough one between mushrooms and olives. They're both some of my favorites. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We both have the same reaction. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what is All it right. you like about the mushrooms and the olives? Like, what do they do for the pizza? The, yeah. The olives are a really intense flavor, and the mushrooms have that umami thing where I feel like they make everything else taste better. Oh, okay. Do you mean green olives? No, green, it can be green, black, either kind, but I am like, those are one of my favorite foods and you put that on anything and I'm probably going to like it. Okay. I have a, a, a recipe for olive hummus that I think you would enjoy. Yes. I've, I've had hummus. <laughs> it's really good. It is really good. Yeah. All right. Greatest TV show ever made. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I used to love High Spy. And then, which was Bill Cosby and yes. Robert Culp. And oh my God. then I saw some of them years later and they were like, not that great. Awful. Yeah. They were, I mean, it's it was kind of just, hard to were, enjoy the comedy of Bill Cosby these right. days. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. In those days, I just thought he was hysterical. Yeah. And now it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, whether the time is well, you know, the time, how things have changed. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I used to, my, 
I don't remember if I got into this with you before, but my father was a set designer for television. Yeah, hey, you were saying so, he brought mm -hmm. you along to the, the shoots. Right, so I used yeah. to see some of those things, and I used to love when they had, I mean, he did one called the Jimmy Dean Show. He did some of the quiz shows. But it was fun seeing some of those people. Um, I mean, I used to, actually, he used to get me in to see the Dick Cavett Show, and I saw some great people on that show, which were um Actually, Woody Allen was there once, who was one of my, used to be one of my favorites. He's yeah. another one who's a little problematic now, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and uh, Sarah Vaughn, I saw, who oh, I think wow. is just incredible. And yeah. it was just, to see those people live, I just thought was wonderful. So that's so cool. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. I love it. And Very he even cool. did Good Morning America, which was fun. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. All right. Um, the farthest from New Jersey you've ever been. Hmm. I I don't know about actual miles, but I did. I had a friend whose father had gotten transferred to Madrid when I was uh, in high school, and I went to visit her. And then we went for a like a three day trip to Tangier in Morocco. Ooh. And that was really neat. Because that had those little, it had a casbah with those narrow streets. And mm. it was just so completely different from anything I was used to that that made a big impression on me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that was, really cool. Yeah. So like, that was Africa, North Africa. Yeah. Wow. My daughter, who is five, has been asking us if we could take her to Africa. And I'm like, you know, that that's a, that's not like a, <laughs> let's no. just jump in the plane and go no. kind of a trip. Yeah. That's like, and you're not going to appreciate, like, you're not going to remember going to Africa. Right. Like, let's just go to the Jersey Shore and call it a day. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking you guys are big Disney people, so you could probably visit um, Carol the Tiger Queen in Florida someday. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, uh, <laughs> What's her name? You know Carol Bask. I was yeah. about to say that, you know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Carol yeah. Baskin. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. No, I okay. mean, if nothing else, maybe the safari. We'll see that. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Robin, are you a morning person or a night owl? Definitely morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wake up, and matter of fact, on Saturday mornings, I have a friend that the two of us now go out and walk in Verona Park. I don't know if you've ever seen it or heard of it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful park, which was designed, I forget his name, but the same designer as Central Park. Mm -hmm. So there were some touches there that are just really beautiful. And so, and there were birds and there's a lake and there's a bridge you can cross. And especially now as it's getting a little bit colder, but not too frigid cold, we'll go out because you do build up heat as you walk, but mm -hmm. that's a great way. I, I like being outside to exercise and I like the fact there's not a lot of people around. So nice. good answer. Yeah. All right. Last question. How many cats is too many cats? For me? <laughs> One, because I'm allergic to them. There you oh, go. sad. Yeah, my mother had two cats. She had a mother and son, and I would have to load up on allergy pills before I'd go to see her. Oh, That's man. My, my yeah. nose would get stuffed. My eyes would get itchy and red. It was just not fun. But they're so cute. And they're so soft. Yeah. So, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're such good babies. Okay, sorry. Get all the <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's the game. So, Robin, um, is there anything else that sets... Newark trade apart from your competition? I would say the one thing really is that we have proofreaders because okay. 
everything that comes through, our proofreaders will check to make sure the grammar is correct, the spelling is right, that it says what you mean, that you didn't use the wrong words and have spell check give you the wrong word. So mm. it makes you look better. And yeah. I think now, especially with everybody texting all over the place, like nobody knows how to spell anymore. So I think- <laughs> Okay, wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna make a quick you know, appeal okay. here. It's not that people don't know how to spell with the texting. It's that your phone, like honestly tries to sabotage your text. Oh, yeah. So, like my phone with the autocorrect will correct things that were not misspelled. You know, and I get it for words that, you know, that red squiggly line in word. Like, I get it. If you're like, hold on, you actually left an I at it definitely. That's totally different from being like, here, you wrote it and I'm changing it to B. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yep. It was the word that I wanted there. And I don't understand why you don't get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. It's maddening. It is. But it's that tough. being said, I get what you mean. Like a generation that relies on short texts, you know, when you're typing out. Yeah. Right. And so we like to feel that we can help you with that. And you know that if there is a mistake, you can we can fix it before it gets printed. Yeah. So that's it's nice. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's great. Is and, there oh I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that I was remembering one woman who English was not her first language, but she was gonna be presenting to people who she wanted to look really she wanted everything to look very professional. So she sent us her whole document before she went to present it. And we helped her with that. And she was thrilled. So it does work. So, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, take advantage of some of your services, how can they do that? Okay. Well, we do have a website, which is sure. newarktrade.com. And so if you look there, there's like, I think there's a contact us. Uh, which will get you there. But otherwise, if you want to reach me directly, it's robin at newarktrade.com. And also, there were phone numbers listed there, but uh, I don't know that I want to give that out over the airwaves. But, you know, you can <laughs> me. I happen to like phone calls because sure. I like to talk to people and I feel okay. you can get the stuff done quicker that way. But And the, the phone number is on the website? It is on the website. Right. Yeah. So if you want to call Robin, go there. Right. Fantastic. And also one more thing I do want to mention that I just remembered that I, is kind of fun is I've been an active member of the Morris County Chamber for many years. It's over 10 years already. And I just became an ambassador for them. And it is a great place for networking. And that was one thing I really enjoyed networking the more I've been in this business. And so I would uh, give a shout out to the Morris County Chamber because I think they're it's a really good group of people and the thing that counts is you get business done and you get a way to to get more business so i think that's uh really worth it i would endorse that shout out in fact that's how you and i met i think right i think it is from the, the women in business yeah so, yeah and they just change their day when they meet so <laughs> i don't have a con yeah it's now going to thursdays and so i used to have my board meeting for the new jersey ad club at the exact same time and so president of that would take over, you know, come up higher. But now that I can do both, I'm going to try to get to both things. That's so. exciting. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a fantastic conversation. Oh, great. This was it's great seeing you again. Thank so you to you oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home auto and workers comp so check them out if you need some updated coverage and finally one last big massive thank you to robin Cantor with new york trade it was so so nice of you to come back oh it was fun
Thank you. For it was me. fun. You're welcome. welcome. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.